0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the True Faith Weekly Podcast, sponsored by Phoenix Taxis and Coaches. To book online, please visit www.phoenixtaxis.net.
2: Welcome to the True Faith weekly podcast. This week it's just me and Si. Hello, Si. Hello. How it? Uh, Dodds and Ben are living the dream in South Africa, watching the cricket at the minute. Apparently very sunburned, but small price to pay for what they saw yesterday, I think. Living the
1: dream, watching cricket and just being as far away from Newcastle <laughs> and football as possible.
2: Yeah. Um, so it'll probably be a shorter, less informative podcast today uh, with a bit more kicking yeah, off. yes. Less informative. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'll not dawdle on about it. Um, I better do Dodds' notices first. as always, Can you remember them all? No. Um, <laughs> we get in touch with us on the True Faith Facebook page, which just says for in the top bar. We have a Twitter, which is our TF Weekly Pod.
1: I'd imagine most people who are listening have found us by one of those two mediums. You would so think so. Um, but give us a follow if you haven't.
2: And um, Dodds always likes us to mention his match previews on True Faith, which, in fairness to him, the couple that I've read have actually been really good. So yeah, they are spot on. His, his Villa one was excellent.
1: His head is grown as we speak.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um us we'll crack on. Start with the game against Arsenal. Um, in my opinion, if you just take the game as like, as an individual game and don't think about the context of the season, we played really well. Um, we, we did exactly what we needed to do against Arsenal. We kept kept men back, frustrated them with the ball. they but, they were absolutely shit. Let's not get carried away with ourselves. They were terrible. They were um, what I've seen. But I thought, I thought McLaren has. Like, we're going to come on to McLaren later on. I thought he set the team out right. If I was him, I would have put Perez on the left and brought Minny Alderman inside to try to get him, Minny Alderman, a bit more involved. We aren't the kind of side at the minute that's got the luxury of playing two strikers at the top of the pitch against Arsenal. The way that's just not going <laughs> to not going to work. Um, the first ten minutes, it looked shaky, and they had two good chances coming down our left side. Uh, one where Perez just fell over chasing Bellerine and it was so easy to put him in behind a uh, better cross. Would have seen Oxford chamberlain score really early on and then the game would have been beyond this. Yeah. But I thought after about 10 minutes, Perez settled in all right and we we defended well, we counted well and after about 25 minutes, we were the better side the whole game. We were unlucky to come out of that with um, without any points. That said when you're playing a team like Arsenal away and you're, you're the better side and you're creating the kind of chances that we did, look at Wijnaldum, Mitrovic, Mitrovic was, the more I've seen it, was a hard chance where it's come across from Paris. But a better striker, if you swap those two around, Perez anticipates that that's going to happen and gets himself in a position where he can put yeah. something meaningful on it.
1: We can't, we can't keep letting Mirovich off. He's missing chances left, right, and centre. He's we paid fifty million for centre forward and yeah. he's not scoring the chances he gets. Like that's it's, rubbish.
2: It's every week as well isn't it? Yeah. He? he's missing one where you think he's got to score.
1: It doesn't matter which one's harder, which one's not. If he scores none of them, then then yeah. what's the point? Um, and it's it's just not really it's not really good enough.
2: It doesn't it doesn't matter. And like, we'll come on to the, the result in the context of the season, but it doesn't matter that we're played all right away at Arsenal that when we're coming away with no points. That's just not... It just doesn't matter at the minute. We need to get but points. rather than performances. of
1: the last four games, the best performance is the one away at the top of the league. Yeah. Like, why would you Why would you put all your eggs in that particular basket? <laughs> like, right, we'll just be shit for, for Villa, shit for West Brom, shit for Everton. Yeah. I mean, arguably, we won shit in all three of those games. We won shit the whole of them, but best performance by far in all four of those was away at Arsenal, like what that's a stupid, yeah. stupid way to play football. It's
2: just not it's just nonsense, isn't and it? Yeah, we've like, got
1: one point anyway, so you look back at
2: look back at the West Brom game, like we were gonna do a little review of the Christmas periods, but we, we didn't want to be too negative for the whole podcast, so we, we've sat that off. But if you look at if you look back at West Brom, that was the game that you've gotta turn up in. In the position that we are in the league, you have to turn up at West Brom away. That's an easily winnable game. Yeah. And we were absolutely atrocious. And
1: of the four we would we were terrible I mean I I thought Villa were shit like really shit didn't deserve anything yeah but Um, it was a funny game that wasn't because of the weather but West Brom was was just embarrassing they're they're not a good team at all and we just turned up let them have the ball offered nothing and just kind of tried to get a nil-nil away at West Brom which is that's what it seemed like is
2: what we should have done really at Arsenal we should have reversed those two performances but anyway back to the Arsenal game I think the performance was good as a whole I thought nobody really let themselves down but you look at their goal and we've been found out totally at the back because of a lack of height Colaccini doesn't win yeah. a header that he should win yeah. but he's only 6 foot he's, we need to have somebody I said this quite near the start of the season and a few times since we need to have somebody at the back that's big it's just we need a presence you need someone in the air, in the air that's massive and gets ahead on everything yeah. and we don't have it and Coluccini's losing a header I don't even know who he was up against but there's nobody for Arsenal really save Koscielny who it wasn't because he was the one to put it in that should, be like, that should be beating our center half from a stand-and-jump. Stand yeah. So that's frustrating. And then Perez has reacted in the manner of a striker, and he's, he's reacted as if Colacini was going to win the header, which is what you want him to be doing in their box. Mm. But in our box, you've got to be anticipating losing the header. Yeah. You've got to look at the worst-case scenario so you can stop the goal, and he hasn't. So we've conceded an absolutely minging goal in what, what was like seventy fifth minute or something, when we should have been one, two, even three 0 ahead, and lost the game. So
1: yeah. it came from a poor, damn like shy clearance as well, didn't it? Yeah, just another example of him just not. He's not in the right position. He's not contributing to at all going forward. And as soon as he makes a mistake in left back, which is bound to happen because he can't play, there we well, concede a goal. Yeah, like it's, it just continues to baffle me how he's playing left back every game. Well, and, ba- and Babu was on the bench. So he's he was, not, yeah.
2: He's not. Um, he's not injured. Because I wondered if, if he was injured for a few weeks because he he hasn't like there's just Every, no reason why he shouldn't be getting everything, a shot.
1: Everything about the way we play and, and how Newcastle are now is is just baffling and that's just not a good sign, is it?
2: No. The problem the problem is for me, the the biggest issue we've got is a couple of key positions, but the whole manner of our play is keeping the ball and spreading it from side to side and you can't do that when one side you've got pulled in it who can't pass. Yeah. he can't beat a man he can't pass and he can't run I,
1: I, I don't think he's a bad footballer he's a, he's a centre half no no but right. it, just... it bottlenecks you down to one side on the mm-hmm. right with circle, and every team that we've come up against in the last like four weeks knows that yep. and they're just high men on that side they don't put Paul down under any pressure because he'll <laughs> invariably fuck up without <laughs> any pressure never mind if you put someone half like 10 yards from yeah and it's, teams can see that can't it? they it's so easy to, def- to defend to play against her and yeah we're just getting what we deserve just con- constant 1-0 defeats because <laughs> we're never going to score with, with only one real way of getting forward and creating one or two decent chances of getting you're not going to score many goals that way and three yeah. one-nils in a row is exactly what you deserve for playing that kind of football it is that's what the Magnums have done for years that's how they've never got to 40 points since <laughs> you know, 2000 Yeah,
2: uh, well come on to Sunderland. Um so overall the performance for Arsenal was good but like I said, it doesn't matter in the context of the season. And all of that, in my opinion, comes from McLaren. Like the setup of the team, yeah. although I said it was correct at Arsenal, the entire
1: season has been completely wrong. Si, what are your thoughts on him? Right. Um, we all know, before we get carried away saying it's all McLaren's fault, we all know that there's bigger problems at Newcastle. He's not the only problem, but you've got to take it in context. He's He's awful. He's brought nothing to this team. Yes, Carver made it as bad as it could possibly be but McLaren as well as having the same team that Pardew had pretty much minus a few good players like Gutierrez um, he's basically got that team plus 50 million pounds of more players and he's doing as bad as Carver as bad as Carver we've we've, we've not improved at all we're arguably worse we're conceding just as many goals but we've stopped even having a chance of scoring (laughs) Um, it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know I don't
2: can you think... believe that we're actually thinking at the minute? after last season that we could possibly be worse than we were
1: I think it's, it's weird because at the start of the season we're all quite positive about McLaren and thought you know what he was saying all the right things he's, he seems to have the right attitude he knows it's going to be a hard job and he's he's talking about what he wants to do which is top, top half um, you know push for Europe within a couple of years that's never going to happen and we're going to all see it now no, we've all like... completely given up on him the players don't seem to know what they're doing we've not He's not come up with anything. The only time he's won games is by playing Pardew's tactics. So, like, what's what's McLaren actually doing? Is um, as Dodds would say about many uh, Premier League manager, including uh, Louis van Gaal, he's a fraud. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't actually know how to manage a football team. How he's got this far? It just it's, it becomes so obvious when you're watching him. And he's Parchi was the biggest culprit of the of the post match like bollocks conference, like just lying, just saying stuff that hasn't <laughs> happened. <laughs> McLaren's take on the last few games is that we've we've played our best football in the last four games. We've lost one nil three times, and we've got a fluky goal against Villa to get a one all draw against the worst team in the Premier League in several years. Yeah, like, what's he seeing? What is he watching? The same games? It's I, I'm just I'm just I'm bored of it. You, you, you come out, you know, he's just going to say some I know. positivity drivel, and you don't
2: want to hear it anymore. Like no. I'd rather like. It's almost a straw that broke the camel's back with McLaren. The fact that he's he's given with the same shit that we've had from Pardieu and Carver as well. Yeah. If he came out in the press after these three one 0 no defeats and said it's not acceptable, it's not good enough.
1: We're gonna we're gonna try yeah. and work on something. that You would think, but, well, at least he at least he sees that it's it. a problem. He, he's got to stop saying it's fine, everything's fine. We'll not go down. We keep playing like that. Well, yes, we will. We've played twenty games like that. Yeah. Or you could argue we've played fourteen games where we're slightly better than the first six games, and we've we've got how many points? 18? 18. 18 from 20 games. That's relegation form. Yeah. No, it's two not going to get any better. If we keep playing the same and keep losing one and it's not going to get any better. Stop saying that, the, that this level of performance and that the way we've played is good enough. It's yeah. not. Admit it and say something like, yeah, we know we need to improve to get out of this trouble. We're going to have to play better. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to buy players. He's, he showed no hint of any of that. Mm. It's just, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like. He's just an idiot.
2: That's a concerning thing because we don't know whether, like whether in reality, behind the scenes he's absolutely kicking off with the players, and saying you're not good enough. You need to sort it out and banging on Lee Charley's door. What good that's going to have is, yeah. is questionable, but insane. The squad's not good enough. Nah. We're going to go down. Can you buy some players?
1: If, he, if he's making some changes instead so of just playing Anita every game, playing playing Dumb at every game, playing Robelli at every game. When they were when they were back, I mean, albeit Anita and Robelli have sort of turned around. Maybe it was a bit of match fitness. They've got themselves at to speed. Anita's been alright. It was he was kind of a miss yesterday. I think,
2: I think we'll look better without him.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Agree. And actually, yeah, he's not suited to that sort of game. But when we've been at home, against. Crap teams like ville He's been the only one looking like trying to make stuff happen when everyone else is kind of lethargic and slow. He's he's moving the ball. He's suited to a home game where where we have the ball, which we've stopped playing that now. So he did not fit into a team where you don't want the ball. You're backing off. You're backing off. Yeah,
2: can't and tackle. You, yeah, can't really pass. Um, can't, doesn't go forward. Can't shoot. I, I, for me, it has no no place up. in the team. It's sad. Uh, it's another thing I'm going to come on to when we talk about transfers but it's sad that the best option in midfield at the minute is Kovac and Teori, Yeah, because Teori is that's, absolutely that's shit football and he has been for years
1: but that's why you can't give McLaren that kind of benefit of doubt like oh he's probably trying really hard and training he's probably saying the right things and the team aren't responding because he keeps picking these, just making these awful decisions and there's just no obvious game plan Yeah, for me
2: just, he should come out because I can't understand that if he's coming to this club at the start of the summer he surely he's seen in training that we are lacking in centre midfield. Two we are two centre midfielders short of a family league midfield yeah. which
1: he uh, surely
2: knows so yeah. surely he was saying during the summer buy a centre mid.
1: Just, the weirdest the weirdest part of the whole summer was the last signing Tovan like that would, this wasn't necessary no. and that seemed to be McLaren like pushed for it because we would started badly he's like we need another player. All right, we'll get Tovan. Ah oh, yeah, get Tovan. Like, what 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 went into that decision? where did they think that was the, the, the last signing we needed you know oh, we've got a good team here we don't have a left back but we need um, Tovan who's like a number 10 who will play on the left wing that, that, that's what we need yeah yeah <laughs> he's an idiot and I if, know he, that if number he had any we'll part of that he's on the wing. board if he had any part of that decision then he's, he's culpable he's an absolute moron and yeah, I agree. I'm sick of him and I would take anyone over him again Like, it's, I, I don't feel any Different to how I did with Carver, which is you take anyone, anyone with just a different idea of how to manage or play football. Six which is months. Sad.
2: Six months later, and we're saying the same stuff. The thing about McLaren as well, when you look at his his track record, like people keep arguing that he did so and so for FC Twenty, won a cup for Middlesbrough. But other than other than that, he's been atrocious. He was the last job he had was a coach under Harry Redknapp at QPR. Middlesbrough were shocking apart from winning that cup. A, a, Terrible football team He was abysmal with England So A team in crisis like Newcastle The last thing you want to be doing Is giving some old stalwart Who's had one good six months in Holland Giving him another chance Give someone a job Like Someone like Tony Pulis Who I wouldn't like to see in Newcastle That particular man But someone like him Who's like a proven manager Gets results Steadies the boat Rather than some Like I mean, he did, a, he did his first interview in a
1: Dutch accent in Holland. Like, what kind of bloke does that? Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's funny because I think as a group of lads, me, you, Dodsey and Ben, are always trying to see the positive side of things. I think we'll give, we'll give managers like Pardew, like... You we'll give and Dodds especially. We'll give them as much time as possible. We really want to get behind them, really want to kind of give them the run for the doubt, but we've, we've, to have come after three months, basically, uh, to the point where we can't trust McLaren and can't get behind him anymore is telling because yeah. I think we've just seen seen it happen too much in the last five years now when, when it's obviously just not right um, I think you're right I think he didn't have a good CV and I think there's so much more credence now in the in the kind of suggestion that he's just Graham Carr's mate and that's how he ended up in the job
2: is that true I've not heard yeah.
1: that he just, he's good pals with Graham Carr and that's he's talked him into it um, how many
2: times are we going to get people giving them like 40 grand a week contract yeah. Who are just somebody's mate? Yeah. It's
1: a Premier League football team. It's, the the Pardew came out of nowhere. There must have been some connections, obviously. Um, Dennis, in, Wise. In, Dennis Wise, How many times can we just hire people because of some sort of connection? That's what you do in like the business world, albeit, yeah. If you've got contacts, you get you get them in and on the cheap, etc. Doesn't work in football. You just need people who understand football. Yeah, it's
2: It's more than a business.
1: With the exception of Pardew who was actually all right, but you know, just. By the end of it, there's just no point in them staying. Um,
2: don't I don't agree with that? But
1: uh, <laughs> well, no. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm being we'll i we'll too don't kind. to talk about that. I'm being today too today. kind of, yeah. We all know we've, we've done a million times. <coughs> um, it's just these, these people don't know how to run a football club. They don't know how to play football. They don't know how to set up a football team. And it's just the same thing over and over again.
2: Yeah. Did you see? By the way, just quickly, did you see the um, Palace chairman came out in the press and said he would let Pardieu go if Real Madrid came after him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you yeah, imagine? I'll, I'll let him go imagine Pardew's face on that one as well. <laughs> I, like,
2: I reckon you'd come back to Newcastle wearing a yeah. Rondres shirt and just be like
1: you are right, lads yeah I think uh, just before we move on from Steve McLaren because I just I just hate talking about him I hate picturing his face I hate picturing that stupid island of hair on his head <laughs> what man has not just given up and got rid of that by now I know it's mental um, Davy Stratton's been in touch on Twitter today um, so shout out Davy long time listener um, he reckons that it's worse, like the, the game against Arsenal. It's it's worse to be losing a game where you've played well than it is to lose a game where you've played badly. If you play badly, you lose. It's like oh, it was it's an off day. If you play well and you're still not scoring, you're still not winning the game. It's more. Worrying. It's worse. It's more worrying. That's his argument, and yeah, I, I see his right. point. Um, and I think it's it's that's exactly the the attitude that the McLaren has. The odds are we're playing well. The results will come, and yeah. it's too late to say that we're 20 games into the season. And I think at this stage winning a game by any means is more important than either it's kind of immaterial You don't. it doesn't matter if we're winning, losing games badly or goodly 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 <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, I think he's right I think it is it's worrying that on our best performances we're still not scoring we're still getting beat we're, you know, we've got no points to show for it yeah. uh, Dodsey made an interesting point um, uh, before the podcast he's not on but he said uh, he said a few things um, our only real kind of performances where we've outplayed another team were Stoke and probably Sunderland you, yeah. you could argue that by the second half we might 10 men that wasn't the case but those those were got one point from those two games Norwich could have been anyone's until we scored a few more like at, at half time it could have been 4-2 to them it was a totally even game Norwich um, we just we've just we not we've not dominated anyone which is which is fine if you've, you've been in a certain brand of football but we're in the bottom three so it's not fine Um but we should we should be approaching some games differently to others but we're not we're approaching every game exactly the same with a kind of we're not going to try and dominate we're going to have periods of possession but do nothing yeah, I don't know it, there's, there's, there's nothing there's nothing there to get excited about I, I hate supporting Newcastle now I, I feel worse now than I did under Carver than at any point under Pardew it just
2: if- now feels like it's just going to be like this forever doesn't it because we've, we've made the managerial change that we're all kicking off about we're all desperate for it's yeah, just it as just, bad it, as it was it seems
1: so unlikely that he's going to he needs Dak now he really does need to get Charlie get Crame Carr, and get McLaren get them all out of the club as quickly as possible but Ashley doesn't think like that Newcastle no. isn't like that anymore once upon a time he'd like to think that if it was going this badly someone like John Hall or um,
2: well it never would have got I know the club was different and arguably worse under the last the last ownership but yeah. this would never happen no like the only bad thing that was going to happen the only seriously bad thing that would have happened in Newcastle then was it would have gone out of business which obviously yeah. would be worse than this but
1: But if the football was this bad if it was, it was going this terribly something would have happened some some action would have been taken Yeah Like even though there were there was always other other um, other things going on in terms of finances and, and a lot of risks being taken they still wanted to be a good football team which is all we care about really Yeah um, if, all of, if all of this rubbish
2: was part of some master plan for Ashley. to to build the club back up to a financial, like a strong financial plan, which is what he said he was doing, and then we were going to kick on, then you could take it. But it's not like it's yeah. it's gone way past that now. We're, we are financially sound now, and we're not kicking on, so it's just not true. He's just he's just got a load of idiots running the club from top to bottom, that, and it's it's showing. Yeah, it's it's obvious.
1: Uh, anything else on McLaren or the club or Ashley? We've done Just it at Northampton, we've done how many podcasts, about 60, 70 podcasts now and uh, we've won how many games in, like the, in the last 12, two years, 12.
2: We're the, which, we're the third worst team in the Football League in 2050, in 90th out yeah. of 92.
1: So by definition we've spent more time talking about how shit the manager is, how shit the club is than we have talking about anything else. Which I'm is surprised an, anyone listens. It's a, quiet, it's, it's a massive shame isn't it, because I think when we first started this it was kind of it was in the middle of the, the parge era where it could go good, it could go bad. We yeah. thought, you know what, there'll be some ups and downs, but there'll be, be lots of exciting and funny things to talk about. I can't so remember the last time I, I was laughing at a football match. I can't remember the last time that talking about Newcastle was fun and enjoyable. It's, it's really, really annoying.
2: When you take out, if, if you look at the, the season as a whole, if you take out the Tottenham and Spurs week, which was ridiculous.
1: Tottenham and Spurs.
2: Uh, Tottenham, Tottenham <laughs> and Liverpool week, where we've got two min results. Yeah. But if you take that out, we're on 11 points. Or twelve points, yeah. and we're we're down. Yeah. So if, it's just not good enough. Like you can win those fluky games all you want, but that's what it was. It was two fluky games where we've we've just really turned up on a day, and the other team yeah. haven't turned up at all.
1: Playing well and losing isn't so bad if you if it's like a competitive match. Losing one nil in a crap game where you've played okay is, is rubbish. It's not it's not fun. It's, it's, there's no excitement, or there's nothing to kind of think. Oh, well you know what? We played really well. We had four or five really good chances. That that's bad luck oh we had one good chance that Mitrovic missed oh we had one good I, you know, that's been the story of the last four or five games one or two good chances yeah. and that's all you've got to dwell on from 90 minutes of football it's crap yeah it's it is
2: we're going to um, we're going to talk about what we're hope is going to happen in the transfer window now Yeah, for me
1: um, I'll, I'll stick one of those little uh, musical beats in just between right. us we'll After be back level. in a second
2: Yeah, so we're going to talk about um, what will to happen in the transfer window. For me, obviously we need to sign players, but if we let any of our big big players go, I know I've spoken repeatedly and vociferously about how much I hate to soak up, but we can't sell him. If we sell him now, we're absolutely screwed. No. Um, if I, I one don't... of him, Perez, or Wijnaldum, which isn't going to happen, uh, get sold, I'm, I'm going to cancel my tickets. Enough's enough. Um yeah, but rather than be negative in this bit, we'll try and be a well, bit positive. The
1: thing about this transfer window is, is that yeah, I think Newcastle probably hoped to be, um, I think they reckon we might be kind of in a good, comfortable position now where they might have been able to sell someone. It's the absolute opposite. We need to buy more players to stay up. And yeah. I, I really wonder how he's going to go about that. Is he going to side sell to buy, which is what he would do normally? Or is he going to have to dip into next summer's budget, which I presume is is what he was hoping for when the when the big TV money increase comes in? I reckon it's 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 going to have to be the latter if he's got any intention of making sure we stay in the league. He did it a few years ago where he brought forward transfer plans that had been laid out for the following summer, supposedly, when we signed four or five players to, to make sure we stayed up. It's going to take something like that again. I don't know if he believes it or not. I really hope he's not in agreement with McLaren that everything's fine and we're just going to improve. Um, so we need we need two or three really good players to come in. Mickey, what do you reckon?
2: I think it's four. It's four at an absolute <laughs> minimum. No, five, sorry. It's five top-class players we need to bring in. I think we need a centre-half, a big centre-half, as I've said all season. Obviously, we need to sign a left-back because we don't have one in the in the squad. Um, two centre-midfielders, I think that's... not. It's just not going to happen. No way. <laughs> this, so, is a,
1: this is a massive wish list, this, Mickey. Yeah.
2: Um, but at a, at a bare minimum, it needs to be one centre-mid. It has to be one centre-mid. A left-back, a centre-half, and a striker. Striker that's going to score goals. Someone, just bring someone in for a million quid. That's thirty-two or thirty-three. That scored a load of goals in, in the Premier League. Are you,
1: are you saying that because we won't get anyone better? I am going to say I am saying that because we won't get anyone yeah. better. It's, it's kind of like first choice, Charlie Austin or like Remy. I don't know why we won't, wouldn't put out all stops to get like Remy. He would keep up. But Supposedly
2: today we've um, we've been offered him on loan for the rest of the season. Yeah. If they, we if, should if,
1: be snapping their arms off for that yeah. because he would get enough goals to, to see with uh, to safety, maybe with a couple of others single handedly. Um, uh, but, but the won't, said, they won't do if, it will if it? they don't do that then it's like we'll at least get someone rubbish for a million pounds just so we've got another option that's, that's where we are like now yeah. um, like you look Remy, at someone like like Remy I'd probably have over Charlie Austin um, it Austin depends what the option me. is
2: though if it's, if it's Remy on loan at the end of the season and then start again then we might as well sign Austin on a permanent deal but if we can buy Remy I, I think mean, Remy's better yeah. at football though oh, he is you're, definitely
1: you probably more likely to score enough goals in a crap team to, to yeah. keep up he well,
2: did it once before didn't he yeah
1: um, the other one that's been mentioned today actually is, is John Joe Shelby which is exactly what we need yeah. I, I never thought I'd say that because I've, n- I've never been his, his biggest as as big admirer but um, I had a little go
2: about him on a podcast about a year ago I can't remember what, when it was really but saying that he was a, a fraud I, I couldn't believe he was 25 he was rubbish at football and that night he scored twice yeah. that day <laughs> yeah yeah um, and since then I've actually watched him a bit and he he's a good footballer he's not going not to win the World Cup or anything ridiculous yeah. but he's a good solid Premier League centre midfielder and yeah, he wouldn't stand for what's happening yeah. at the castle
1: he's a creative centre midfielder with a bit of fight in them which yeah. is we don't have any midfielders that have all three of those creative can defend and have a bit of fight in them yeah. we've got Colback, who seems to have a bit of motivation he's alright on the ball and he can put a tackle in he's not really good at any of those things he's just okay neither yeah. tidy with the ball can't tackle and doesn't really make anything happen. He's a
2: jack of all trades.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got uh Tione who God knows what's happened to him, but he's, he's he can still win the ball, but he's an absolute liability with it. Sh- Shelby is a is a centre midfielder who is kind of just a step above or a combination of all three, which is what have been missing, someone who can link up the the play from the back four to the front the front six. Yeah. Um so at the minute we've got a back four, two midfielders who get just completely ruled out the game by both sides we just bypass them they get bypassed when we're when we're defending and we bypass them when we're going forward (laughs) it's two pointless positions that Anita and Colbeck are occupying if Shelby was in there there'd be some sort of there'd be something happening in Newcastle's midfield so yeah it would make the jobs of Sissoko and Rinaldo so much easier as
2: well if they weren't they weren't getting the ball 15 yards inside our half Sissoko has to run 70 yards to create a chance at the minute every single time
1: and Shelby was left out of the squad apparently at the weekend yeah it looks like he's leaving him and
2: um, Gomez I'd have both
1: he must go somewhere. Um, just, just someone like Shelby. Even you know, again, if not him, someone who's rubbish or someone who costs <laughs> a couple of million who can just like give one another option. Yeah. Because I think that the point we made last week on the pod, which is just as relevant now, is that no competition for places in any position. Yeah. No one in that team is worried about getting dropped. No one in on that team has to really bust a gut to like make sure they get recognised. and... And, and get another game next week you just have to look at the bench don't you if you yeah. look at
2: the bench from Saturday the only striker on the bench is Ivan Toni he's 18 years old he yeah. came from League 2 he's never going to he's never going to challenge Mitrovic realistically when is injured this is and for me Cece's career has all but finished at Newcastle wingers we've got Tourovan on the bench who has looked absolutely appalling all season I've been called out on that by one of the listeners I can't remember who it was um, but he's done nothing to show me that he should be getting in the team. He loses the ball every time he gets it. All that he's man. worth, twelve to fourteen million pounds. Yeah, can't cross. He was voted the worst player in the French league last year, or at least <laughs> in the worst team. I think. He, I think it was both no, defenders, was the
1: worst winger or something. He was definitely um, voted something the
2: worst of. We don't have a centre half on the bench. Steven Taylor is not fit and is never fit, so he doesn't count. Williamson isn't a defender; shouldn't be at the club. We don't have a left back. Kevin and Babu. I don't think we're signing him as a left back. No, he's eighteen years old and he's, he's the best. He's more capable of playing
1: there than anyone else.
2: So. so he should be playing. And then we should have Dummett on the bench, who is Paul Dummett. Yeah. We don't have a right back on the bench. Carl Darlow started and goal for us last week. Now what is going on? How can people not see that this is a problem?
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite. It? Yeah, a starting line with Paul Dummett, Carl Darlo. Um By all by all accounts, people like Coloccini who've been terrible for ten to fifteen games in a row should be getting dropped and someone else should be given a chance but we don't have anyone else to give yeah. a chance so the same players no matter how bad their form they're in continue to play football matches and it's just yeah exactly how how they can't see that is just uh, it's just a joke yeah or maybe they can't see that maybe they've been waiting for January and maybe they're going to put it right who knows
2: well we'll see if, <laughs>
1: like, if that is the
2: case then it should be today or tomorrow and they should be in the squad and in training Give them forty-five minutes yeah. in the FA Cup, which we should but we should almost is, lose on purpose. If they're, by the way. If, they're
1: yeah, if they're in that position where they have to admit, yeah, we've made an absolute mistake here. The team's not ready. We need players. Head should roll. Lee Charnley should be should be pied out of the yeah. club. Um, Graham Carr should be pied out of the club for making the decision that that squad was good enough year to after year play after year. Yeah, it's just a joke.
2: Put on the spot side. You have seven to eight million pounds to spend in January. You buy one player. Who is it? Or what position? And then give me an example of the player.
1: I would ask Lloyd Remy what it would take for him to come to us on loan over any of the other options because he could probably go to, to Villa or, or someone of that ilk um, Oh god, I hope he doesn't I'll go to. I'll LA. give Lloyd Gremy the whole eight million <laughs> <laughs> to come and score ten goals and keep up. Um failing that. Assuming he doesn't want to come 7 to Seven or 8 castle. million because I think you're right, I think we probably won't spend much more than that. And it's a, it's debatable whether you, do you blow that on one player and hope that's enough, or do you do we really need to like thicken out the squad like we did. A few years ago, when we bought Gufran when we bought. Um, who else did we buy?
2: Sisoko. Sisoko, <laughs> yeah.
1: A couple of uh, three or four million signings. The thing about that, by live. the way, that
2: window, I think we got very lucky because we bought four players from a different league and they all seem to settle in really quickly and really well, which doesn't really happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, I don't, we'll not get away with that again. If we bought four French players in January, the, w- that wouldn't make a difference for the season. Has that
1: one got Dabouchi as well, potentially? Shh,
2: don't, I don't think so. I think we bought him in the summer. <laughs>
1: Well-informed, as always, from <laughs>
2: Um So what do you do? Seven or eight million quid. Don't include Remy because he
1: won't come. Um, it's it's got to be a striker. I mean, we've lost a few games 1-0. The defence isn't that bad. Coluccini's sort of bucked his ideas up. There's been a couple of mistakes that have led to one or two goals. But generally, our problem is creating chances and scoring goals. We've got one 20-year-old lad up front who's had chances and, and, and missed them he needs he needs competition firstly but he also needs not to be starting every game He was good as an impact player that'll help him develop it'll get him used to the Premier League yeah. instead of hoying him on from the start every game and he's just not, not having any joy so if you had 8 million only to buy a striker it would have to be you'd be looking at Charlie Austin you'd be looking at um, Gomez um, I suppose for 8 million Gomez is the only option there Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd get there Push the ball out and say we'll get Charlie Austin. For me, oh. I, for me, it's centre
2: midfield. That's what costs us. I think we yeah. can we can get away with the rest of the season. We create more chances for Mitrovic and Perez if we had someone in midfield. that could actually play in midfield. So I would, I would get Shelby. I can't yeah, believe that Paul I'm can't saying. i be that, happy with Shelby. That that's what I want. But I want to get. I want us to sign John Joe Shelby. Yeah, the fat, bald, scouse bloke who is about five years older than he should be. Um, grim. I thought this bit was going to be a bit more positive, but it just made us feel worse.
1: No. Um, we're going to come back with Dogger's Listener's Challenge um, and then just put this whole sorry story to bed for another week and yeah. then come back um, as delighted as ever after we'll get hammered off... Um, Wofford.
2: I know we'll be doing the radio show with another another hour's worth of misery for you.
1: <laughs> Should we just like play some music on the <laughs> you castle-related songs. Yeah. <laughs> right, back with Dogger's Listener's Challenge after this. Right, the much-lamented Doggers Challenge. Um, If you've been listening for the last few weeks, uh, you'll have noticed, yeah, we do a weekly challenge uh, to which you can submit your answers on Twitter. Um, Sometimes (laughs) give out prizes, but me and Mick have got an out-between where to give a (laughs) kind of realistic prize. So I'll just crack on with the question. Um, As I say, we won't guess the answer today. We'll let you know next week. Um, So answers on a postcard. The question is, um, which current league one team would be in the all-time premier league table so i think that must mean if there was 20 teams based on points which team who's now in league one would still be in the top 20 of english clubs since the premier league's inception as i say answers on a postcard get yourselves involved on twitter um and Doug will have some patter with you because the rest of us don't follow weight on twitter <laughs> Um, and he's just sent through a Dogger's game as well what a treat all the way from South Africa all the way from South Africa um, after another cracking day of cricket by all accounts Um, so here is Dogger's game Mickey do you want to deliver it again or should we try I don't want to deliver it I'm terrible at (laughs) it right okay Dogger's game Uh, a bunch of clues about a player who's had do we still do Newcastle players or did we change that as far as I know it would be a bit rubbish if it was just anyone would never get them oh well um, it could be Newcastle player it might not um, <laughs> no guarantees <laughs> here it is I was born on the 1st of July 1976 I don't know the answer either here so me and you I guess we'll we'll have a guess each after the first couple of clues yeah um, I finished my career at Lille I scored only 14 goals in my last five years playing but scored 135 in the previous nine. Oh, that's a that's a stat and half isn't it I don't know
2: I've got nothing. Nah, no, I've got nothing at all. It's going to be a striker, isn't it?
1: not had that many good strikers. 135 goals in nine seasons. When lead? Nah, no, I would... S- uh, that's like 12... But
2: like 15 a season, that's good. I'll be a striker, that. Right, next clue. You have never had the feel that scored that many goals.
1: Next clue, I played in Euro 96, France 98, Euro 2000, and Euro 2004. Not the World Cup in 2002 finished his career at Lille I don't think this is a Newcastle player <laughs> no neither do
2: I. I feel like it's Sibierski I reckon it might be Sibierski one of us needs to know the answer
1: though um, otherwise we can't well I've Sibierski. seen the next, cu- next clue and it's not Sibierski I scored 40 goals in just 79 games for my national team that's definitely not Sibierski that can't be Sibierski oh man we're so bad at Doggers game <laughs> He might have bested us today. However, oh, oh
2: man. Let's have a think. It's got to be someone... It's got to be a striker, realistically. he's, he's European. 40 goals in 79 in national is absolutely excellent. Finished his career at Lille, though. John Dahl Thomason?
1: Ooh. That's not a bad shot, you know? I don't think he did. Euro 96, France 98, Euro 2000, Euro 2004. Nah, he would have played beyond that. It would have been too early, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, not necessarily, but he would have played in more than just that, Surely. I don't know the answer. I give up. I'm never going to get Um it uh, We'll be back after this with the answer when Dodzy sends it from, from Africa. Because we've absolutely disgraced ourselves. Right, here's uh, Dodzi's recorded message. We haven't heard it yet. Let's see what he's got to say. I've told him we've failed. So let's see what he's got. So live from South Africa, Cape Town, in the sweltering heat, the answer to Dogger's game this week is Patrick Clivert. Oh! <laughs> What was that? Steve McLaren out at the S- end. Steve McLaren out. <laughs> Steve McLaren out. There it is. Steve McLaren out. Um, that's a terrible phone. Sometimes how did we not get Patrick Clive
2: Yeah, a bit embarrassed about that. Leo, that, that's what threw me really. Yeah, Patrick I didn't know about that. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know what happened with Matthew free left Newcastle. I don't really care. No, no, no.
1: I think that's a fair assessment of Mr. Patrick Clive That was Dogger's game and the listeners' challenge. As usual, we've done absolutely terribly here. I'm sure you'll have done a lot better listening um, at home. I reckon a um, lot of people will have got part of It. So we'll just wrap up with some other news. Um, the yeah. Mackhams somehow scraped a victory in what Dogger billed as El Terrible, <laughs> not El Clasico, um, Sunderland v Villa. Possibly the worst game of football ever. Worst game in world of football?
2: Um, I think that result is it's really it's a really difficult one obviously I really wanted a draw didn't work because a draw probably probably puts both of them down but a, a Sunderland win although dangerous for us I think it's it's is consigned Villa
1: relegation, relegation definite relegation so it has I mean you would I think Villa were already down before this game and I was much for heard Sunderland not to get three points but a no-no um, draw would have been ideal yeah
2: did you watch have you seen the highlights or did you watch the
1: game yeah I mean for, but Villa looked alright and then just the second goal is so poor they've just thrown it away like they got themselves back in the game Well, a crack and goal crack and run from um, who was it? Uh, Traore. Traore and uh, yeah, good finish. It was such a good goal Villa's um, goal. To
2: let the foe score at the near post is, is unacceptable and it's just a sign of a terrible he, he, sign he
1: receives the ball like on the chest like runs away from goal and just sort of like turns into the box a little bit and then just shoots in the near post like, it's just it's the worst goal I've ever seen and I say that every week about goals that we've conceded but like not. if you're letting Defoe do that Defoe who's like 34-35 you just, you just get out of the league fella. just yeah. just go away absolutely pointless if you watch match
2: of the day she called Mika Richards out because apparently Mika Richards has, has come out in the press and said he's annoyed at um, the criticism of the Villa defence but the third goal for Sunderland is without question the worst defender I've ever seen in the <laughs> like if you just look at all the individual errors that led up to that goal whoever it was on, like, that took the throw and has thrown it straight at the fore for no reason there was no one for Villa near him thrown it straight to him they've let him run to the box I don't know what I can't remember exactly what happened after that but they passed it back to the keeper the keeper has then just kicked it 15 to 20 yards sort of near one of his own players so that was terrible as well <laughs> the defender who he kicked the ball at lets it run past him he yeah. could have stuck the foot out, foot out and probably got a touch on it and then been then able to clear it at least for a throw in yeah. he lets it run past him to turn without checking his shoulder there's a sudden player there who gets the ball goes in the corner they then get a throw in and then I think it's Danny Graham gets the ball in the corner and there's three Villa players around him in the corner with like a minute to go. He manages to turn them all, put Tyvenin in, and then there's two players in the box that aren't Morgan De Defoe, who, as, as was pointing out a Match of the Day, was, was literally walking away because he thought they were just going to see it out. Yeah. Uh, two of the Villa players don't react at all. They pass it to him and he scores. I've, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. There's six or seven horrific individual errors in the yeah, lead up to yeah. that goal
1: that's, that's, a, that's a team that's just stopped trying I mean we've been guilty of that loads of times yeah. I mean I think uh, was it why can't I think of the games um, it was the second goal and possibly the third goal against Leicester where we just thought you know what they've, they've stopped even trying to to, to uh, keep that ball up on it it's the same principle Like that's just a team who just don't, have stopped trying and I, I just can't understand why Remy Gard has taken that job no it's baffling he it's, says he's going to stay if
2: they go down, but when they go down...
1: Yeah. The only logic to it is he must have been offered some hefty bonus if he could keep them up. Yeah. He probably thought that was impossible, but worth, worth a punt. Um, they Apart
2: from the in the worst of their two seasons, they're the worst team I've ever seen in the Premier League. They're just appalling. They've got nothing good forward. Their defence is in absolute shambles. They've got that Triori lad from Barcelona who looks like he could be decent but what's the point in having a player like that in a team like Villa yeah. just got, it's just pointless he They've must just,
1: hate living in Villa as well <laughs> yeah. I can only really assume he doesn't but.
2: yeah. just in case you were wondering Villa fans if any of you are listening we'll still hate you and coming to Villa Park second last day of the season when you are already relegated even if we're still fighting relegation is going to be one of the best days of my life can't wait we we'll fucking hate you miserable sour bunch of twats from the worst place in the world <laughs> I don't want to talk about them anymore, so let's move on. This is a much less in-depth or factual account of the Premier League. We normally get that off Mike. You can't
1: even say a sentence with the word factual in it without <laughs> some sort of error.
2: Uh, Mike normally gives us a good round of what happens in the Premier But none of the rest of us are that bothered because it, it's just so shit supporting Newcastle that sucks the fun out of football. Um, but Man United, the Dodds would love to be talking about this one. Man United got away with murder again against Swansea. They were from what I've seen I've only seen the, the extended highlights of it but they just looked just really boring and really yeah, shit they, the, once again
1: like us they had like two or three chances and fair play they took them but like you can't go they've not got away with it recently they've been drawn nil-nil all over the place but they're playing such a horrible brand of football aren't they for my new, like yeah. I can't, I just can't believe they're cross crossing it so much I've never seen man United cross the ball that much because they can't yeah. with, with, with Wayne Rooney up front on his own like yeah. this is bonkers They've signed
2: what? What was how much did he cost? Like fifty million plus another fourteen or something. If he does all right for Marshall, and they're, put, they're putting him on the left wing.
1: Yeah.
2: it's just they're just a terrible side, they're a terrible club now. That well, a brilliant club that's been ran into the ground by two poor managerial appointments and players that just don't seem to care. The the squad's got I mean, Fellaini, Fellaini <laughs> to be playing at a team like Man United is a disgrace. I spoke about him before he's a, he's an absolute fraud he's been bought twice by David Moyes for significant fees and never <laughs> well, he, achieved he, he didn't
1: either. play at the weekend
2: but um, <laughs> I know what you're saying he's it, just awful he shouldn't be in a team like that yeah. Ashley Young's playing full back like come on that's a team that used to be on a par with Real Madrid and Barcelona and now they're just they're, they've almost become like a laughing stock Yeah, we're playing them next home game and you think even as shit as we are we're playing Man United we should win we should win and we should win comfortably
1: yeah no it, it's a game after the recent one we've been on we should still be targeting for points yeah. absolutely because they're there for the taking you never would have thought that it would come to this for Man United like no.
2: the very worst when Fergie left you thought they might have a couple of years where they're third and yeah. then they're still, still 16 in the spending championship.
1: hundreds of millions every summer they can't
2: get in the top four I don't know what's going to happen with him they've got to sack LVG if he doesn't resign he's been hinting that he's going to resign if things go wrong but he's since turned round and said that the pressure's easing, which, which for me, it, it shouldn't be. And if it is, people want to look at themselves because they've beat Swansea 2-1 at home yeah. and looked like they didn't deserve it. Um, the chief executive of Adidas has come out and criticised my United style of play, the, <laughs> the new shirt sponsors. Like, first of all, that shouldn't be happening. It's nothing to do with him. Like They've sponsored the shirts. So yeah. they, they don't run the club. Like Have a day off, mate. But at the same time, if that's actually coming out in the press... That that's how United. Like they need to sort themselves out. They yeah. they're one poor finish away from really tumbling because they'll stop having they'll stop having yeah, the I mean, attraction.
1: The, 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 the home form is just about keeping them in in the top six and in contention. They've had a couple of nil nils, but generally they've been alright at home. They're winning games, like you say, scraping victories against Swansea, which is what we can't do. What, what most teams throw away loads of points. It's their away form there They've got 14 points from 10 away games. If you if your team's worth four hundred million pounds, you can't do that. Yeah, and that's why on on Sunday, Saturday, um, with when will play money Oh no, it's a Tuesday. FA Cup, isn't it? Tuesday. Uh, that we should, we should we should beat them. Yeah, they've, should. Won, they've won four away games.
2: Yeah, my I, I just don't understand it. It's baffling. Uh, we'll do a, a little tiny bit of about the match on Saturday before we finish. so. do you think we're going to win? <sighs> Not. Nah. No, they're away.
1: Watford away. FA side. Cup third round. Newcastle United. What? Like, what more do you need to be convinced? There's just no way in the world we'll win that game. To be honest, we don't need it. We don't need an FA
2: Cup run. No, right not now. at all. I think we should we should almost intentionally lose and yeah. we've kicked off a bit pe- of the club about saying that in the past but this year we're actually just the only on. reason we
1: say that though is because even if we win we'll get knocked out at a later stage there's no way we'll get to any kind of cup final not with this team not with this manager so there's no point in winning this game and then having a few more cup games yeah. just, just sack it off make it sure. relegation as well
2: it yeah. we should give some of the youngins a run out Aaron should play because he's he should be sniffing around the team. De Jong yeah. should get 90 minutes to see if he can actually do it.
1: Give Lascelles 90 minutes at centre-half to see if he can actually play centre-half. Yeah. Like, playing Perez
2: up front, playing Babu left-back. Might as well give Torvan a game, to see if he can do anything. Because yeah. it's still a Premier League opponent. I imagine Watford will play a slightly weakened team because they're going to want to cling on to where they are in the league with, yeah. with everything they've got.
1: I don't care. Uh, FA Cup third round, I've got no excitement for it. That's yeah. been sucked out over the last six years. Uh, I'm not going to watch it either. I think we'll get beat 3-0. And it could have been, if, if we were sitting mid-table, you would be thinking, right, mid-table, how are Steve? What have you got? Cup run, come on. But no. no Which not is what
2: even. he, he promised us at the start of the year.
1: I think that'll do, Si. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for listening, as always. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with a radio show. Uh, hey, please, please get out the club, McLaren. I think that's the last thing yeah. I want to <laughs> say. No. Okay, see you then.